And I'm going to be very honest with y'all. I ain't got a piece of the script. So I'm just letting the Holy Spirit lead and how he wants to lead through me. And we just going to see how this rocks and rolls. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Pouring, a space where living waters flow free. I am your host, Cordia, and I'm back. And, you know, there's something, a little something different, a little something different that I'm rocking with right now. A little something different. For those of you who are listening in, I have a new mic. Your girl has then stepped her game up a little bit, okay? So if I'm going to do this thing official, I have to be official or attempt to be so... I'm hoping this mic makes me sound a little bit clear. Anyway, welcome back to The Pouring, y'all. We're back to another episode. I'm excited, you guys, about life. We are truly in a time and a space of gifts and giftings increasing, but we're also in a time where there's so much evil. And guess what? We're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to be very honest with y'all. I ain't got a piece of the script. So I'm just letting the Holy Spirit lead and how he wants to lead through me. And we just going to see how this rocks and rolls. I know I've been talking a lot about wisdom. I've been talking about what wisdom is, examples of wisdom in the word and how wisdom is, is a spirit and how that spirit was around and wisdom in the Proverbs 31 woman. And I just I have a very strong sense that like, We need to talk about the practicality of wisdom, about using it in everyday life, right? And we don't oftentimes just call it wisdom. We're just moving and going about our day, operating in some form of wisdom. If it's the world's wisdom or if it's God's wisdom, you want to know what that looks like tangibly worked out. So let's just talk about it. So wisdom in Solomon, I think That is an amazing place to start. Solomon was a king, a Jewish king, so to speak. He was David's son, and he had this famous prayer in the Bible where he asked the Lord for wisdom. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for gold. He didn't ask for a whole bunch of women, even though he got all of those. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But he asked for wisdom. Why is that? Solomon's life is a perfect example of when wisdom is used tangibly, when we actually walk it out, when we know that when we have the knowledge and we have the understanding and we we actionably walk it out under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, of the spirit of wisdom, there are some amazing things that can happen. And Solomon, he ruled his kingdom with wisdom. You know, there's this famous story of these two women and one of them, their child died and then the other one's child is still living. They were arguing and both were saying, no, this is is my child, the one that's still living. And Solomon came up with this genius idea under the guidance of wisdom to determine who truly is the mother. And I know I'm probably butchering this story, y'all. This is definitely the Cliff Notes version. So, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll just pop up the scripture somewhere here that you can reference it later. But he was like, yo, this is what we going to do. We going to cut this baby in half. So both of y'all can have uh, the baby. Bam. Simple. And then he just sat back 
And then he saw that the woman who was like, no, 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 no. I don't want that to happen. Give this, give it, give the baby to the woman. She was willing to give the child up so that the child would not be killed. Right. She was willing to give her child to another woman so that the child's life would be preserved. And so he was like, you are the mother. So that was an example, a tangible example of Solomon's wisdom. Suffice it to say, he gave the baby to the woman who was willing, willing to give the baby up and not let the baby die because the other one was like, OK, cool, let's just you know cut it up. Clearly, that's not the mother because <laughs> the true mother is not out here wanting her child to die. The other lady's baby is already dead. So she was like, I mean, just another one. OK, that just got really gruesome. Sorry, we're coming back. So. This is an example of Solomon's wisdom. Solomon was wealthy and there is a direct correlation between the wealth and wisdom. Solomon had a lot of stuff, y'all. And I'm actually going to hop into one of these scriptures and share some of what he had, because I'm assuming that this is synonymous to, you know, having Lambos and Bentleys and what have you. In our standards today, he had a lot. So the man was wealthy. The man was set. First Kings 10, 26 says Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. I don't know what necessarily that means, but it sounds like a lot. And, I, you know, does one need 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses? Maybe not. But he was one of the opulence because he had it. He had it like that. And so going back to the previous videos that I've done regarding wisdom and how wisdom is more valuable than rubies. So if something is more valuable than what we consider very valuable, tangibly valuable in this world, then that means that it is extremely valuable. So therefore, if you have wisdom, then all these other things such as rubies and diamonds and silver and gold and land and, you know, wives and husbands and kingdoms, that just is an after effect of wisdom. So Solomon was a perfect example of that. However, we need to talk about all of the aspects of Solomon because he is also the one who not only wrote Proverbs, but Ecclesiastes. And both are very heavy on the topic of wisdom. But Ecclesiastes gets a little dark, I would say. And this is when Solomon has these famous quotes of there's nothing new under the sun and all is vanity. And he's just imagine being the wealthiest man to have ever lived, the wealthiest man to exist. And he's here with everything he could ask for. He has the women. I mean, this guy had a lot of women. He had a lot of wives. He had a lot of a lot of concubines. And, you know, one begs to differ. Why? Why did he need so many? Um, that just sounds like a lot of work. But nonetheless, kings back then, they uh, they liked having a lot of company, clearly. And he had the jewels. He had the land. But he, he came to the point where he said that all is vanity. There's absolutely nothing new under the sun. So when the wealthiest man to have ever lived, the wisest man to have ever lived, he came to the end of himself and he realized with all of this opulence, I'm still just like, yo, this is it. And that shows you the power and the beauty of wisdom because we can have it all. But if we don't have wisdom, if we don't have Christ, if we don't have purpose, 
then it means absolutely nothing. So this is why we must fear him. This is why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, because when we reverence him, we and we realize once we really come to the end of ourselves, we have done all the things that we can do. Only God matters to have purpose from him, purpose from on high. We as human beings were created to worship. We are created to have a purpose. And if your purpose is to to chase the dollar, to get the bag, so to say, that's what the youths are calling it now, to secure the bag and all of that, which is nothing's wrong with securing the bag. Don't get me wrong here. What I'm saying is, what is the most important here? Like, what is the point of gaining the whole world and losing yourself? What's the point of gaining all of that? And once you get to the end of that, you've had it all and you still feel empty. So that is why wisdom, that is why seeking God, that is why being submitted to him and being surrounded and covered and clothed and cloaked in him and the richness of his mercy and his goodness and his love, his love fills us up. It completes us because money, man, and none of that will complete us. Solomon is a perfect example. Like God wanted you to see that you can literally have it all and still have nothing if you don't have God, if you're not submitted to him, because he could, that can all be taken away. And if everything is taken away, just like you came out of your mother's womb before God, what is there? Are you going to be just completely lost and empty? Or are you going to say, you know, naked I came into this world, naked I'll leave. I'm yours, Lord. One thing I desire of the Lord, that which I'll seek is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's spiritual, you guys. It's not a physical thing. So the spiritual things, those are the things that matter. I really want us to grasp this understanding, this idea of the importance of fearing the Lord, reverencing him, having wisdom, being before him, loving him, having him be your source for all, especially in this time that we're living in, in this dispensation. If you get nothing else from this video, please get this. Get wisdom. There are a lot of false teachers, a lot of false prophets, and it's not just the prophets because it's just there's a lot of energy coming against false prophets, but it's false teachers as well that are around and are leading people astray. That is the truth. We are dealing with gross darkness. The enemy and the world is going to do what it does, you guys. That's this isn't nothing. This isn't anything new under the sun. We're just repeating patterns. You realize this, right? This has happened before. It's just it looks different because we're in a different dispensation. We have different technology, but this is not new. So what do you do? Focus on being the light. Cuz the more we can be the light, the more we can shine a light in this darkness the less the darkness can comprehend it. Yes, I know there's a lot happening in the church now. And quite frankly, there's a lot of division. I'm going to be honest. I believe that we are unfortunately falling into a trap of, oh, this is a false teacher. That's a false prophet. This, that, and the other. We're, we're focusing so much on pointing fingers and uh, we're welcoming people's downfalls. We're welcoming men and women of God's, their downfall, um, which is really weird to me versus praying for them, right? Pray for them, but keep it moving on what you're supposed to be doing. If we focus more 
on being the light, being unified and, and collectively being the light. Those people who are false teachers and false prophets, they will be found out. They will be exposed. Let God do that. But my fear is that there's just so much division. And this is why we need wisdom. <laughs> this is why. Because I know it's easy for us to point fingers at a specific high profile teacher, pro, you know, preacher, pastor, or prophet and say, oh, I knew, I knew. But what do, what do you know? You're not God. That's why it's man of God. These are men and women. They're not perfect. David wasn't perfect. If David existed now, y'all would not be rocking with David. And I understand that we are under grace dispensation, but God uses imperfect men and women, even though they have imperfections, that does not mean that God did not use them and does not use them. So let's focus on being the light. We really need to focus on being the light. And I did not mean for this to turn into a PSA or what have you, but we really have to be aware that there are two agendas taking place. Yes, there's great exposure, but there's also great division among the church. Do you not think that our enemy, who's been around longer than we have, doesn't recognize the patterns? Oh, he for sure does. He for sure does. And so if there is an agenda that is taking place and people are hopping on this bandwagon of exposure, don't you think he has his his counterfeit exposure? We're calling out these these pastors where people think are like, oh, we we always knew he was crooked. But what if that 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 turns to you? What if what if the world starts pointing at every pastor and preacher and prophet and saying that they're false? What 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 about that? <laughs> so there needs to be more unity in the church than division nowadays. So I I just we have to be wise and look look above and look at a higher bring bring it up. Right. Dare I say, raise your vibrations, your frequency, <laughs> Lord. Anyway, that's a real thing. We vibrate. We have frequencies. That's how we interact with the spirit realm. Again, I think we give the devil too much credit. The enemy cannot create. He, he duplicates all of this knowledge and all of all of the things when it comes to the spirit realm and understanding the spirit realm and interacting with angels like the, the enemy did not create that. Right. It has been perverted. But he didn't create that. So there's just people are spooked. But I'm like, we read this is a supernatural Bible. It's 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 supernatural. Right. And so things that we don't understand and that we're afraid of, we tend to berate and demonize. But anyway, I don't want to go on off on that tangent. I just if you don't get anything else from this word, from this video today, truly seek wisdom, the wisdom of God, truly seek him, seek it, fully do it a deep dive. And I believe this may be my last wisdom video unless the Lord leads me elsewhere, but we need it so desperately in the church when it comes to our giftings, when it comes to us just operating in everyday life and with one another, we have to have it is so, it's so important because that is where discernment is. And we're able to delineate who's false and who's real so that we're not calling the real ones false and the false ones real. Because I see a lot of that now, unfortunately. This was, like I said, off the dome, off the cuff, just letting the Holy Spirit lead. And I'm going to figure out a title for this. And it's going to be great. I promise. <laughs> 
But I just thank you all. I thank you for listening to me. I thank you for subscribing and all of the good things that you've been doing and liking. And just please continue to do so. And if you, this you're new to the channel, I want you to check out a couple of these videos that are popping up in the screen here. I think you will like the material. It'll give you a little bit more context as to what we're talking about today. So I love you. God loves you. Be blessed. Bye.